I'm spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Welcome to a new spin on autism. Answers with host and international speaker and performer, Lynette Louise. Besides working on her doctorate in psychophysiology, Lynette has raised eight children, six adopted, and four of them falling somewhere on the autism spectrum. Laugh with her, cry with her, as she talks to both experts and parents and takes you through the often confusing, sometimes frustrating, sometimes overwhelming, but always fascinating world of autism. Hello and welcome. This is a new spin on autism. Answers. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host also known as the Brain Broad. Thank you for being here. I am thrilled to have today's show. I want to remind you to stay to the very end of the show when we are going to have stories from the road. And today's got a couple of guests in it, so we're going to just jump right in there and do it. And the question, the question, the question that must be answered, the question of the day is... Can you grow out of autism? And in order to answer that question, we're going to talk to a gentleman that is trying to grow out of autism, or at the very least, gain his independence. Okay, okay, okay. Now, I I tricked you, right? I made you think it was going to be the great guest giveaway because I said, okay, 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 but that's not really it. I just felt like saying that. (laughs) Okay, that's Brent answering me. Hang on, Brent. I'm just going to tell people a couple things, and then we're going to get talking. Um, So I wanted to have a sort of a theme for today's show, and I wanted the theme to be it takes a village, but autism does grow up. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk about that is because so many people talk about kids and adults kind of get left in the dust. So we want to address the world of adults, but also the world of growing up and moving into independence and, and is it possible and should, should we do it and all of that. And I got real lucky. A gentleman, Brent Cross, sent me um, a link on Facebook, and he is um, the creator of Brent Cross Journey for his independence. I love that. Brent Cross Journey for my independence. It was like the, inter- the universe said, Lynette, here's exactly what you've been looking for. He also, by the way, is the creator of uh, Life with Autism News. And I've looked at both of these sites, and they're really, uh, they're really useful, uh, very, especially Life with Autism News, if you want to sort of check it out and see what's going on. He posts a lot of really good uh, information there. So, hi, Brent. Thank you so much for being here. Hi. Thank you for having me. All right. So, what, what piqued my interest was your journey for my independence. Page. So let's talk about that. What what the heck is that? You've got a page just just devoted to that. So let's go there. I'm trying to earn my independence by showing my parents that I can do things on my own and be independent and responsible. Okay. And and what's your plan? Um, just to be myself. All right, so you made a page. And, do, that, and to do everything that uh, they asked me to do or, or that I, no, do things before they asked me to do it. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Now, how does, your, how does making a Facebook page help you to gain your independence? Where does that fit in? Well, it kind of doesn't. It kind of shows other parents that, there is really hope out there. Their children, if they have autism, ADD, 
ADHD or OCD or any other kind of disability that everyone can do something if they really want to. I agree with you there, uh, Brent. And it says on your page, on all your pages, it says, I want to inspire people. I want someone to look at me and say, because of you, I didn't give up. I love this, and I wa- and that's how I feel, and, and that's my mission as well, and several of my children. So we're all on the same team here. Um, do you have a job? Yes, I work at a sheltered workshop. Um, I'm, I, I'm a client. I work, I like it, peace work. Today I did, uh, um, I enabled desk legs and I like did a whole box of like 500 under five hours. Or you did 500 what? Explain that again. Chair, le- chair legs. I put the, um, Oh, chair legs. Yeah, okay. I put the things, I put the things on the bottom that hold it down, so. Doesn't Perfect. fall. Awesome. There's and do you schools. get paid? Do you get paid for that? Yeah. Is it enough for you to pay rent with? No. Okay. They're, so they're they're, they're kind of cheap and stingy, but it's it's an experience. So it's a good start. So what's your plan on how you're going to move out? You've got this uh, job. Are you trying to build another job, or or yeah, you maybe? Yeah, I yeah I've been uh, applying online for other jobs, and I haven't got any hit back yet. But I'm hoping I will soon. Okay, Brent. So, what do you like to do? Uh, help people, or cook, or no, I don't like to cook. I like doing restaurants and helping people. I want to get in the food business. Okay, but not cooking. No. Like cleaning tables, maybe? Yeah. Well, that's a good job. Have you tried going to different restaurants? Mm, on the Internet, like McDonald's, but I haven't gotten hit back from that yet. All right. Well, but what I'll, about, what about ju- going? I'm gonna keep, Go ahead. I'm going to keep trying and not give up. That's awesome. What about going in person and looking into jobs of just to do busboy work so that you're just cleaning tables and setting tables and, um, I, you know. I kind of, I have bad balance, too. When I was almost three years old, I had a, a brain tumor, and uh, it was, yeah, and, like, I it was real... I had it removed in one day, and then the next day, uh, I went home, actually. So I healed up real fast. But it left you with a balance problem? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So you think then it would be a problem for you to carry dishes and that sort of thing, Yeah. Okay. Yep. So what do you think of yourself doing in a restaurant? When you imagine a job in a restaurant, what do you imagine yourself doing? Maybe I could be a hostess. Okay. Somebody who just waits and then yeah. takes you to your table and then goes back. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's a very good idea. Are you real polite and friendly to everybody? Yep. And you look in their eyes and you listen to them? Yep. Then that's a pretty that's good idea. Well, then that you could be a, a greeter. Uh, some of the stores have greeters. You could work as a host. That's a good idea. Um, I don't yeah. think they have those at McDonald's, though. So, or 
chimneys. Okay, so then do you want to go into the restaurant and apply for a job so that they get to know you and see that you're yeah. friendly and they mean it? Yeah. I think so, too. I mean, if you really mean it and you really want to get ahead and you really want your independence, you've got to show people that. It's hard to do that on a piece of paper on the Internet, don't you think? Yep. What do your parents say about you having independence? Um, they, they don't. No, they don't think I can do it on my own. But I want to. That's why I'm. That's why I actually created that page to show them that I'm ready to fly. Okay, so just to show them that you know how to create a page and and get a and community around you and get some support yeah. is that's yeah. a good reason. What is? What have they said about it? They haven't been on it yet, but I'm gonna tell my mom today. To go on my page and look at it. That's a great idea. I mean, how is she going to be convinced if you don't show it to her? I mean, you've made a great yeah. page. And I, I love your other page as well. So I think that you've got some definite skills. You might even, and you've got quite a few followers and likes. So maybe, yeah. maybe you could even have as your job something to do with social marketing. Have you thought about that? Helping other people learn how to do this online. Yeah. Have you thought of that? No. It, it might uh, be a good today, idea. Today at work, this one uh, boy, he had autism. His name's Er Guy. His name's Don. He's in his 40s. I um I uh, said hi to him, and then he, he, he doesn't talk, but I understand him in a way. And so I said hi, and I put my hand on He holds onto my hand like... Hi. How old are you, Brent? 28. Well, I think you can probably do this, but you might have to be patient with yourself and do it one little step at a time. It's nice that you're able to connect with other people like that. Yeah. All right. So if you have, we just we only have another minute, so um, I want you to tell people what you think is really important for them to know. So something, so you have a minute right now to say anything you want to say, and you've got parents and other professionals and um, other people with autism listening to you. So what do you want them to know? Well, that even though we're different, we still have feelings, and we still share the same emotions as everyone. So... If you don't think we're listening, we really are. And just don't, please don't give up on us ever. Because you are our biggest inspiration. Okay. So please don't give up on everybody, but especially don't give up on Brent. No, Brent, you don't give up on yourself. You keep going. Make sure you have a concrete plan. You can't get independence without having a picture in your mind of what you're going to be, okay? So get a picture in your mind, and then you know what your path is. So if it's a host or if it's working on the Internet, which you were quite good at making arrangements to come on the show, you're quite good at at creating these Facebook pages, you've got lots of likes and followers, so so you're doing something right there. So sit back and ask yourself, What do I want to be? How do I want to live? Do I want to be standing in a restaurant eight hours a day? Do I want to be 
at a checkout counter bagging groceries eight hours a day? Do I want to be working from my apartment? Get a real picture of it, and then you can try to create that. Okay, hon? Okay. All right, good luck, and, and I'll check in on you from time to time, all right? Okay. All right. Thank you. Take care. You're welcome. Thanks. Have a nice day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. That was Brent and his independence journey. Coming up next, we have another journey, the journey of letting go. Letting go so someone else can finish the job. <laughs> no, I want to cry about that. I, that. That's always hard for me, letting go so someone else can finish the job. You are listening to A New Spin on Autism Answers. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host, also known as the Brain Broad. We are talking about the idea of growing up and growing out of autism or becoming independent or letting go of your students so someone else can teach them. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) let's get back to it, but don't forget to stay to the very end of the show when we will have stories from the road. And now we'll talk with Shannon. Back when, when I first started combining neurofeedback and play therapy, I did it with a family that was so amazing. I've had them on the show, as a matter of fact. I have YouTube about this. I'll put a link to it. Um, they were so trusting in me and so believed in my approach that they just let me boss them around. <laughs> I remember we started out with play. And their girl was seven years old and nonverbal, and they tried a bunch of stuff, and and they phoned me in desperation, and I'm like, wait, 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 I will help you. I I will. Calm down. I can't drive to Vegas right this second. So (laughs) anyway, we managed to figure it all out, and I went and I played with this little girl a few times, and I had just started bringing neurofeedback into the picture and combining it, and I said, you know, I'm doing this thing in a clinic, and I, I would be willing to bring it to your home. And I think we can get her talking. And they're like, oh, sure. (laughs) And so (laughs) they are that family. Once they decide to trust you and embrace it, they just get behind it. And it was a wonderful blessing. I got to go repeatedly to see this gorgeous little girl. And we played and we played and we played and we played and we did neurofeedback and did neurofeedback. And there's an amazing tape where she went from nonverbal to Min, you know, she has great verbal skills in the tape, but she's only saying that, right? So she talks about all the vegetables on the table, but it was wonderful. It was so exciting um, in, in six weeks. So it was super, super, super awesome. And, um, and, and I have this job where something I never wanted in my whole life, which is to teach children and then give them back. In fact, I always said no to that. People always tried to get me to be a teacher and I always said no. And I adopted kids just so I'd never have to give them back. So here I was teaching, giving them back, and you don't get to find out what happened. And you, you know, you start something like that, and you just sort of say, okay, um, hopefully the rest of the journey goes well, and I guide them through email and whatnot. But they, you know, they move on. They have a life. They, they come across different adventures, different schools, different therapies, and you cross your fingers and hope that enough change happened that you got the story started. Well, I'm blessed today, and you're blessed today because. Oh, my gosh. So on the, on Facebook, I saw her. She's so grown up. I haven't seen her in so long. She's so grown up. 
and she's singing and reading and smiling and, and doing it so clear for the camera and so delightful and happy. And I just, my heart was, I sat there and I cried and I cried. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's okay if, if other people finish the job. It is. It's okay. So I want you to know that it takes a village of people if therapists want to uh, clear it up that I appreciate everybody that comes into the lives of a special child and tries to help. And we're going to talk to the lady that's finishing the job. (laughs) So her name is Sharon Karate, right? No, I did it wrong. Ah! Okay, I fessed up. I'm terrible with names. Okay, her name is... Everybody gets her wrong. It's okay. (laughs) Her name is Sharon Karate. Karatley, yep, Shannon Karatley. Yay! And, and she works with Marina, who is the little girl we're talking about. And she is the one who is making this amazing progress right now. And I thought, how great if we talk about the journey of kids like that. And let's start by finding out a little bit about you. Yes. Um, so I, I do know that you've been in the field since 2003, and you work one-on-one with children on all levels of the, the autism spectrum. I know that you're child autistic and that you've done great things there and had your own personal journey. And you have a great website here that we'll, we'll share with people. So let's just start with um, you telling me a little bit about you know, how you got started with all this. Um, Hello. Um, My journey began in 2003 when my son um, was diagnosed, spot on, two years old. Um, Just characteristically, everything that that they said would happen when kids are diagnosed with autism began happening with my son, Joey. Uh, He began getting therapies. He got 35 hours a week. Um, And it was a long slow process and now he's 13 um, and you know he still has some idiosyncrasies there's still some um, deficits there but the progress he's made has just been such a blessing and such a teaching uh, tool for me and one of the reasons that I am so strongly uh, believing that all kinds of therapy should be implemented with a child um, is seen in my son because he got everything and everybody really compliments the other it's paramount in my opinion that parents try and spread out and and experiment and see what fits and what you know gives their child traction so that's how I began my journey and it's just a, it's my calling from God and it's what I enjoy and it does not feel like work it just doesn't feel like work, and I love it. Because it isn't. Come on, it's play mm-hmm. that we get paid to do. <laughs> Absolutely. I kind of feel bad when I get a paycheck for it, honestly. <laughs> I don't, because the way I figure it is, because I get paid, I'm unable to play. And because I'm unable to play, um, I get to spread that everywhere. If I didn't get paid for this gorgeous work then you know then I'd have to go and work at Walmart or something and right and you know and so then I wouldn't be able to share this so it it is a part of getting it out there how did you come to meet Marina I worked in the school where she attends now and um, I was not even her, her personal aide until the second year that I was there and she was assigned to me and I had this beautiful tall sweet gentle, completely nonverbal girl. Um, and one day she popped out a word and I looked at her and I said, oh, okay, so I'm piecing things together. She's, she's verbal when she's prompted. 
And then I was told, you know, you know, if you look at a book of her, sometimes she'll sound the word out. And so we sat down and we did some reading and, um, you know, she would come out with the word here and come out with the word there. And as I got to know Marina, I started to see that it's there. It's just I have to find the path into the lock, turn the lock and open the door. And that's, that's my particular spot with Marina right now is finding how to pull things out of her. I think the last time I saw her was maybe four years ago, um, but she was verbal. So what happens is that people see too many movies and or they see like the edited version of something and like I have a video of Marina starting to talk. But they then think that the dominoes fell everywhere and that now a normal child, a neurotypical child, popped out of an egg and walked around saying, whew, that was rough. Well, anyway, thanks for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? And so you can have verbal at the store but not verbal at the home. You can have verbal at the home but not verbal at the school. You can have verbal yep. at the home and at the school but not verbal at the church and at the, on the street. And so you have to recognize that this is a very um, fully – affected disorder that will have to have all its environment tested and not imagine that when somebody says, oh, yeah, well, he'll talk. Well, maybe he'll talk in his room, (laughs) and then maybe we can build on that. You know what I mean? So you really just have to get a sense of it's bigger than that. Marina has been a teacher to me um, with, with just the way she, the way she progresses. Um, typically, there'll be a day of, of full speed ahead and then a day of, of hanging back and st- what feels like a stall when it's really her just her catching her breath. So that girl has been so instrumental in, in my life, not only uh, as a friend with the family, but she's teaching me so much about yet another aspect of the spectrum. And people, you have to. I'm going to put the link um, of her on on the website because she's so sassy. She's got this brightness and this gorgeousness, and her little hands are still stimming while she's mm-hmm. singing away, and her face is so bright. Like, people are so busy going, when, when will he stop stimming? And they don't hear the beautiful voice and the, see the song and see the reading. And and mm-hmm. let's just embrace this gorgeous person and see the miles she's traveled. I'll put both both. Um, the now and the then <laughs> yes. um, on the website. It'll be awesome for you guys to, to check that out. Um, you know, the thing about about reading, too, is that we know what she's going to say then. And so it's easier for us to not get lost when something gets garbled or whatever and to help her to enunciate better, to raise her confidence. I mean, so often knowing what's being said is what makes it, um, easier to help the person. And so folks are often pushing away this kind of uh, therapy where it's like, no, you know, never mind reading, let's get them just talking. And I'm like, they go together. They really do. Mm-hmm. They really do. And knowing what they're going to say, knowing the category they're going to speak in, the more that you do that sort of stuff, the more that you'll hear words, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's just a word to the wise. Um, okay. <laughs> so, all right. So that's. That's working for you with Marina. Does that work for you with other kids? Talk to me about your website here, Breakthrough Learning Intervention. Yes. Um, talk about that a little bit. Um, Breakthrough Learning Intervention um, came about when I was asked by several people to work with their children privately. And, and I thought, well, you know, I've never had a business. I've, I've never um, really done this independently. 
But then I realized I did early intervention for so many years, and you worked one-to-one alone. So it turns out, yes, I had been doing it all along. And this was just a, an easier uh, mode for me to, to reach out to other families. Um, and on my website, I have a story um, that I've written about my experience with my son, and, and that's mm-hmm. paramount because it explains how I came into this. A lot of people that are therapists in the field um, come into it because it's a personal interest or they, you know, they enjoy children. Um, but in my case, as in so many other parents, um, I came into it specifically because of my son and the, the, the genuine um, desire to see progress with other people's, uh, other people's children and other families. It's really, really important to me uh, that people on the spectrum, not just children, but people are understood. And I think when they're understood, more confidence is instilled in them and people expect more and they excel. And um, in my website, I just, just try to show families what I know, what works for me, and just different avenues. And I've, I've always been a, a therapist that will try everything that I've learned. I do not stick to one method. I like to try everything I've learned and see what fits. I, I think that's the most important thing. And we learn for ourselves, too. I know every time that I work with uh, families, I come home with more knowledge for my own family. It's just, it's a real circular thing, you know, I'd be working with someone and they have an issue and I find myself teaching to it and I know the answer and I realize as I'm as I'm teaching to it that I have the same problem at home <laughs> where I yes. apparently didn't know the answer, so I better go home and use it. <laughs> and so we really, um, I, I, there's a lot of parents donning a professional cap and getting out there and sharing, you know, their learning out in the world and becoming professionals with um, autism and with special needs, period. And I think it's a good thing. I think it means that, you know, you're not just 22 and you and you did your training, but you have no idea what 24 hours a day is like. I, I trained right. with a bunch of people and, and you know, they, they hit their 30s and had babies and they called me and said, how did you do it? And I said, how did you give advice to those parents all those years and not know that? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So there's something to be said for knowing, you know, that you're looking at a tired mom and, and going, well, look, you're just tired. <laughs> right. And also telling parents who have questions like, God, is this normal? Have you seen this? And what do I do? And many times, as you know yourself, you tell them this is part of it. This is just part of it. Don't worry. Um, I, the, right. the, the panic that a lot of parents have expressed to me over the years, that's what's hard for me because I certainly cannot instill all hope because they'll often say, will he talk? Will he do this? Will he do that? I don't know. And I, but I would never tell them that. So the hardest thing has always been having to hold back and, and just be on the level with parents that are scared and then going through that with them as the child progresses. And that's, I well, think that's important. Yes. Shannon, do you think that it's possible to be autistic and end up independent? What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I think the ability of the autistic person cannot possibly be, I guess, foreseen that people often say so-and-so can't, they won't, they're going to stop at this level. We don't know what's going on in their minds. We don't know um, what they're thinking. I mean, obviously, we don't know these things. But I I think um, absolutely a a person with autism can live independently, be autonomous in the world. Um, But there are some that won't be able to just because cognitively they can't make safe judgments. Um, And those are the people that that I think need to have more shadowing and and more one-to-one care. 
but a lot of people that, you know, people dismiss with autism can and will be fine independently. I really okay. believe that. So one of our other show guests today is a young man who's created a Facebook page to try and convince his parents that he should be independent. So it's his Journey to Independence Facebook page. And I think it's very um, very adorable that he took that kind of initiative. And so the question comes about independence. Do you think that what we've got in place out there as far as services go is teaching these children how to become independent? Honestly, I think the services that we have in place still are contingent upon what the parents let the children do. Um, there's a lot of families, understandably, that really have the child hang back, safety problems, uh, being aware of, of so many safety issues, and that impedes them. Um, I think many of the programs that are available now are very valuable. People take buses. Some autistic people hold down jobs. Um, I think the further we push them, push them as far as they can go, that's the only way we're going to know what they can do. But, yeah, to answer your question, I think the programs in the world today do foster independence, but it really, really, um, most respectfully, I say, relies upon what the parents um, allow the, the children to do and how far they'll let them go. I hope and that's understood. Yeah, and then the dance of fear versus, you know, I think this is a constant parent problem, and you probably have it yourself. You know, well, my do son I... is 13, and at one point, do I let him stay home alone? He's, right. He's, All that he's high functioning. He goes to a, to a public school. He's still on the spectrum. He's still visibly, you know, he has his idiosyncrasies. I'm sure he's fine. Is he? I don't know. And I'm one right. of his parents myself. Should I let him be right. alone? I don't know. Right. Right. And so we're always we're always doing that dance of we want to encourage your independence, but could you please pop out of that egg and be neurotypical so I'll know you're okay? <laughs> and, and we don't get to have that, right? <laughs> you know, so we just have to um, encourage folks to safely move forward and to mm-hmm. let go because freedom teaches, but freedom where you're floundering doesn't teach, then you're just in danger. So it, it's a dance, and that's for sure. Well, Marina out. occasionally gets to cook in the kitchen. Mom will hang way back, and Marina will make a pancake, and she'll flip it. She'll turn the stove off. She'll put it on the plate herself. I think it's fantastic. She's really, really coming along. Yeah, I think it's fantastic, too. In fact, I just think it's so amazing. I wasn't kidding at the beginning. I really came into the world of teaching, kicking and screaming, not because I don't like to teach children, but because I don't like to not see the rest of the story happen. And um, and I'm just blessed that, uh, thank goodness for... Marina's family always keeping me in the loop and and video and Facebook and stuff. I do get to see some of the kids, but lots of them just get better in and I never see it. So it's they hold really, you in the highest regard. They really do. I love that. And it's and I've heard about you since I first started working with her privately. I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I do I absolutely do? I was thrilled that you asked me to speak with you tonight. Yeah, well, I just love the fact that we can sort of reach our hands through the phone or, you know, the podcast and shake hands and say thank you for helping our girl. Yeah. Um, you know, it's there's a part of the teacher-therapist that is very, very real, and a lot of times I think that it's easy for families to forget the amount we pour our heart in. 
and the truth is I forget it as a parent. You know, I'll have somebody uh, try to help me with my children, and I'm like, who do you think you are? I'm the parent. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. and, and, you know, it's just counterproductive. We are, we are pouring our souls and hearts into these kids, and we're all doing it. So let's do it as a, as a great, big, huge family. Huh? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Well, I wish I had more time, but Sh- Shannon, I really, really, really appreciate um, that you're carrying the ball and that you're doing such good work. And once more, would you please say your website so that people can find you? Yes, it's www.breakthroughlearninginterventions.com or uh, the same link is www.nj, uh, I'm so sorry, autismnjtherapy.com. Um, Is that an N like Nancy or M like Mary? NJ, Autism Therapy. Okay. All right. So, and I'll put links up as well. And so this is your last moment to say one little thing that if you could say, and you can, (laughs) anything to the mostly parents is my my major um, audience. So to parents right now, what would it be? Autism is just something that is impeding them temporarily. Push through it, embrace them, love them, learn with them, but don't treat them any differently than you treat any other child because really they need to be treated like a typical child and loved and played with and believed in and pushed. Push, 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 push. That's my final statement. Push them, push, push. Okay. Um, I have a friend that just did a talk, and she said, autism grows up, people. (laughs) And I love that. (laughs) All right. Thank you very much, Shannon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that was Shannon Karate. All right. We are so blessed today to be able to discuss letting go and hanging on and going for the gold and all of that mixed together. I guess the answer to today's question, can you grow out of autism, is going to be found in Stories from the Road. Yeah, so in order to answer that question, I wanted to tell you about a, a young man that I worked with only once. But I came along at a point where he was almost, almost off the spectrum. So that's a real treat for me. I don't usually get called in at that point. I usually get called in when people are going, I don't know what to do, help, we've got everything else. And so it was really fun to meet this wonderful young man who was getting ready to go to college, but he was still so immature, so challenged by um, lots of friends. By the way, he had lots of friends, but he was challenged by his friends. He was stressed by them. So he would go and be with his friends, and then he'd be sick for a couple of days, and then he'd go and be with his friends. And he was clearly still dealing with all the same issues he'd always dealt with, just not as much as he used to. It was sort of handleable. But at the end of all of that, he was definitely going to be physically ill at some point if he didn't get a handle on it and do the rest of the journey. Sometimes getting better has a problem. You know, you get better enough that now you're in the problem zone of trying to fit in. And I have a son like that. We call him in the weird zone. And and so often it's hardest for him because he's the bottom of normal instead of, you know, the top of special. And so it can be really, really tough 
to try and hold your own when it's still uncomfortable and you're still having difficulty following the conversation and your life was different. You spent a, a diff, your upbringing differently than everyone else, so you don't have common ground in conversation. And that keeps reminding you that you're different and all these things that show up. So can you grow out of autism? Hmm. Well, this young man was certainly doing it. Um, and didn't really need me to finish the job as far as bringing in a therapy for the brain to make it happen. But to finish the job in a way that was less less stressful for him so that he wouldn't down the line end up with cancer or something or some horrible immune system uh, issue like multiple sclerosis or any other of the many numbers of things, he did need some help. And so I went in and, and helped him with his brain development, and we did neurofeedback, and we changed the structure of how he addressed some of his stressors. And he's off the spectrum, and it didn't take long. It took actually just months. But what's important is to understand that it doesn't matter whether or not you can grow out of autism. What, not really, because we're all just growing, and we grow to where we grow to be. What's important is that you know that autism grows up, that children that are autistic become adults that are or aren't autistic. The, there's not an end point to autism, but there's an end point to childhood. And so as you're raising your child, prioritize what they need to know as a grown-up living day to day to day. Not so that you can say, hey, look, my son got into college so much, or look, my son got A's on his test. But so that you can say, my son was able to go out and finish the job on his own. To me, that is success. And that is when you grow out of autism. But no matter what, autism grows up. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host. Thank you for being with me. Otherwise, I'd just be talking to myself, and I am also known as the Brain Broad. Thank you for joining the show today. Lynette is the author of the refreshingly honest and at times hilarious new book, Miracles Are Made, A Real-Life Guide to Autism. You can purchase this and other materials by looking on the webtalkradio.net website and clicking on the covers. You can also click through to her Facebook page and check out any show you may have missed by looking in the archives. We'll see you soon for another edition of A New Spin on Autism. Answers. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. I can't hear you.